You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And of course, you know, you know what we do? We celebrate independent creators, yo, from all walks of life. As the intro says, and yo, we got another homie like that. This person is a director. All right, he's on a film called Fear of Flying. It's a short film that came out in 2020. But he's also a comic book writer that has an amazing project called Twilight Custard. It, it's it's a Western sci-fi that is like totally mind blowing. That trust you me, you will not be able to put down. I am honored to have the writer behind that amazing project, the one and only Mr. Josh Wilson. Hey, hey. how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Oh, thank you for coming on, brother, because you have a kick-ass project. Yo. This joint, man, I, I'm serious, bro. I, I love me that black and white good goodness. And, and, you know, your artists and you have created such an amazing tale here, yo. Amazing. I really appreciate that, man. And just, just to get started, your production value so far is by far the best I've been on so far. This is, like, legit, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we do our best here at Comic Crusaders and Undercover <laughs> Capes. So make sure we celebrate you guys. You know what I mean? That's the most important part. You know what I mean? That's awesome. So, Absolutely. Yeah, man. We got you at the bottom with the, with the book. So talk about your, yourself, Josh. I mean, where you originally hail from? Yeah, so I'm from Northwest Ohio, a super small town called Ottawa that probably no one has heard of. Ottawa, Ohio, I would have thought Canada. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the more well-known one. Uh, yeah, I just pretty much grew up around cornfields and factories and churches, the whole not, Midwest. Hopefully not around children of the corn, though. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're probably around there somewhere. <laughs> Excellent, man. And so, uh, so did you stay there all your, all your young life? Yeah, until graduation, and then um, some friends and I moved to Orlando, uh, which I know you're from, um, to start a band and, and be in, like, a bigger city where people would actually care about our music and stuff, and that's kind of where where it got started. Excellent. I was going to get into that band stuff, but so cool. while, while you were in Ohio, I mean, as, as a kid, what was your, you know, your first type of exposure to pop culture? Who who introduced, if anyone, you know, to, introduced you to that? That's a good question, man. Um, it definitely wasn't. Uh, either of my parents, they weren't super into it. I mean, my dad showed me movies, but they were mostly like uh, action movies like Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Steven <laughs> yeah. Seagal kind of stuff. My you know? dad did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, all, all sure. the old school dudes, you know, yeah. Stallone. <laughs> yeah, and he watched a lot of Star Trek, so I guess that would maybe be the first introduction to like sci-fi that I really okay. got into, um, which I still, you know, I didn't appreciate when I was younger, but now I love Star Trek and love that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> well, what a flip, right? Ah, oh, Dad, yeah. this is so corny, and then years later, Dad, I love this shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You never appreciate it when it's happening. Oh, oh, oh no, I did. Though. I'm gonna tell you, man, I was eating everything up. Anything he tossed at me, because again, at least because anytime he would ask me, for example, that that again, you know, old school days, you know, VHS, we had the mom and pop video store. Two dollars a pop for the rental, yeah. so he'd be like for the weekend. Here's ten bucks, you know. Pick me some movies and pick something for yourself. No problem, man. That 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 one thing will be the wildest shit I could find. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will, bro. You know, 
my goal was met when he would say, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Did you just go by the cover, or did you have any idea what you are going to uh, do? The, the cover, mostly. I love yeah. the art. So, you know, and obviously, come on, man. You know, back in the day, they had wonderful art, and then it had nothing to do with the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but sometimes I definitely read, or, or I see something that looked totally iconic. Or even the lady that, that, that worked at the store, she knew my love. So she would say, hey, Al, we have this new one that you might love, and it's about this. You want it? I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll be that's the first awesome. one. I'll pop the cherry on that video. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I was always jealous of hearing people that had those experiences in video stores because mine was just not like that at all. But like, oh, really? What do you have? You know? We just had like some generic store, and the people that work it were working there were just like high schoolers that didn't care, you know? <laughs> so they, they weren't oh, really, uh, uh, It was one of anything. those movie video stores. Like, these nah. people just did not give a shit, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like a family video or something, you know? <laughs> Oh, poor guy. So, <laughs> so, all right. So, what was the first thing you really fell in love with other, other than that? Other, other than the TV form? When did you really start kind of like diving in and saying, oh, shit, I'm, I'm really digging this? I would say probably Saturday morning cartoons, like the early 90s, like uh, Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons. Ooh, like, I love that stuff. Yeah, man, that's what really got me into, you know, comic characters before actually comics. Especially nice. that Spider-Man, man. I, I still think that's like one of the best iterations of Spider-Man. To exist. Uh, I just uh, love uh, it. <laughs> uh, agree, and it was a nice long run too. Yeah, at that you know, it, it was great. It was fun. Peter grew in it. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That everything with the Silver Surfer, the Fantastic Four, the yeah. Iron Man, that was the great era of Marvel cartoons. That I think that that era they were you know basically really competing with DC animated. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, not so much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess, I guess I did really like those Batman cartoons, too. That was in kind of the same league there. I, was, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, the Batman, the, the Justice League, the Superman, you know, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Uh, you Static Shock. I mean, the, you know, 90s DC also was not no, no nothing to be sleeping on. <laughs> yeah, some good stuff, man. I'm looking that forward to the, the new X-Men. Heroes? Yeah. Oh, that was 2000, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, the new X-Men, yeah. How do you feel about that? They're bringing it back. Man, I'm excited about the new cartoon, especially because it seems like the same art style and they're kind of just like picking up where it left off. And I'm like really excited to see what Marvel does with like the uh, the MCU and X-Men. Because X-Men is one of my, after Spider-Man, they're like my, my second favorite comic book. Hey, nice, sure. nice. Excellent, excellent. So let's start talking about, so you finally find it. Was it easy to find a tribe while you were a kid in Ohio? Uh, not really, no. I mean, we kind of built our own, and that was mostly based around music. Like, we were, like, really okay. into, like, heavy metal and painting our nails and stuff, uh, you know, but we were... What was your crew? What was your crew? What, you, uh, what was our crew? Yeah, what was the, what was the, the, the music that uh, band that you loved the most back then? Oh, man, it's embarrassing now, but it, I, we really liked, like, Corn and Slipknot and things like that. Hey, yo, dude, Slipknot was my first concert. Yeah, dude. They're incredible. That was man. my first concert. When they told me hit the motherfucking floor, I didn't know what I was doing. I said, sure, guys. I hit oh, yeah. the floor, and they said, well, yeah, that was my first mosh pit experience. I was like, yo. That's insane. I had people trying to grab me, but I was making everybody else bounce. Like, you ain't touching me, kiddo. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I saw them at OzFest. Like, I don't even know what year. We were we were young, like seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade probably. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I seen them, Linkin Park, Metallica. Yeah, you know, exactly. All that. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I have not seen Corn. I'm jealous. That would be a great one. Yeah, I saw them when they when they released Issues, which was my favorite record by them, and they Ooh. that was my very first concert with Corn and Stained, and it was it was at the time. Stained, like, I love awesome. Stained. Yeah, yeah, man. Man. I have every album on them too, yo. That's awesome. I saw them live. That that was my 
wife's first experience in a mosh pit because I kind of see we were standing everybody's pushing hard and she's like why are these people pushing so much and I'm like just, just start pushing babe just do it. don't worry I got your back <laughs> how long ago was that now Oh, that was several years. That's yeah. when I lived in Massachusetts. Well, no, that was in New York. Yeah, okay. we saw them in um in New York around 45th. I forgot the name of the place. There's but, no way I could do a mosh pit now. I might, I would immediately hurt my back and be done. <laughs> I got, you know, listen, my last mosh pit, yeah, you ain't fucking wrong, Josh. The last time I did a mosh pit, bro, I was, I, you know, my, my brother, we, we were pushing it with some punk rock concert. I forgot who it was. We are pushing around and he grabs me as I'm drinking a beer and he starts spitting me around. I said, wait a minute. I found the st- I had to find the stairs, and I sat there. Everybody's like, you all right, bro? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's, Give me a minute, bro. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, bro, I, I, yeah, hell no. God damn, bro. <laughs> awesome. So talk about taking, you know, the steps into the creative journey then. What really inspired you to start getting creative? So here you're doing, you know, doing music. So talk about that. I mean, was that really your first step into creativity? It was through the music? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I music was my first time. And I was the singer and lyricist. So that was, like, what I was mostly writing was, like, songs and stuff. And every oh, once cool. in a while in high school, I would write, like, a little short story or some kind of fiction. But it was mostly mostly just music for a long, long time. All right. And when did you decide to change that from music into something a little bit more, you know, outside of that scope? Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to be a musician so, so bad. It's like all I wanted in my life. But then I got to a certain point where, like, the fifth band broke up. And I'm like, am I really going to start? The fifth? Yeah. I'm like, do I, am I really going to start all over again? And I'm like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need to find uh, some other creative outlet that just I okay. have control over, you know. So I moved from that to, like, writing screenplays and movie scripts. So and then may I, I ask, before you proceed, how long was that journey in music that you were trying to follow before you took the step to change that? It was, I'd say... Just a, just shy of 15 years, probably. Oh, wow. So you were in it for a minute, like, we, yeah. you know, at it. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. And then you just try your asses off with different bands, you know, but then somebody flakes for whatever reason, and you just kind of have to build from the ground up all over again. So it's it's a process, man. you got to rely on, like, yeah. three or four other people. Too. You can't be like Queens of the Stone Age where homie just keeps having new band members, right? Yeah. <laughs> once, you're, yeah once you're famous, you can do whatever you want. You just, yeah, I'll just hire some people, but that doesn't work like that for most people. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. You're trying to build a brand. But I like that segue, man, that inspiration. You know, what was that snapping point, though? Was there a point where you said, okay, that's it. This is it. I got to do it now. Yeah, it was when the last band, they were called Fuel for Ghosts. We were in Nashville. Um, when we split up, I was just like, I- I'm not going to do it anymore. i got to find something else. And I re- I've always really loved movies, and so I went to, to movie scripts first before I moved oh, back cool. to comics. Okay. Yeah, Movie scripts, nice. It, 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 did you do anything we know? <laughs> no, definitely not. I just I wrote a bunch. <laughs> I wrote a bunch of them, and I just kind of kind of like with comics. I'm like, how do I get people to care about this stuff that I wrote? And so that's what came of that that short film that I made. Is like I've got all these scripts. I need to produce one of them because it's a lot easier nice. to get somebody to watch something than it is to like here read this 120 page book of you know <laughs> movie. Was, was that your first dive into creating a film? Yeah, it was. So how was that experience for you? I loved it. It was a lot of work because I did pretty much all of it myself, and I got friends and, and to help out. But I, you know, I produced. I found everybody. I directed it, and um, I was really lucky to find all the people that were there to help and friends to build the big airplane set and stuff. But when oh. I was actually like during the directing part of those days, like it was like some of the most fun I've ever had. I just loved it so much. Excellent, excellent, man, excellent. I love it, man. So t- talk about you know doing this comic book journey now. You know, here you are. So you did this awesome short film. You know, Fear Flying, folks. Fear Flying. <laughs> All right, check it out. So yeah, please. You know, I made did... that right before COVID. So like, <laughs> I oh, right before COVID. Yeah. It out. 
Yeah, like Damn. I was finished it like right before COVID came out. So I got got to do a couple of like virtual showings and stuff. Yo, I got a I great to. one for you. Go hit up Geek Fest Film Fest. That's my big. That's my big homie, Bill Armstrong. Check them out. At, yeah, you know, if down. this is a short film, Geek Fest Film Fest is probably a, uh, uh, not probably it is a fantastic platform for you, especially since you're also a comic book creator. And it's all about that fun stuff, you know, and independent filmmaking. Awesome. So go, go for it. Go for it, bro. Uh, recommendation, Bill, right here, for real. You're watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So t- talk, talk to me. The inspiration of this fantastic book that I could not put down. Man, I'm so Why glad you like <laughs> bro? What I'm, is this? I'm so glad you liked it, man, because, you know, it releases on Tuesday. So the only people that have read it so far are people that are close to me and then yourself, you know, reviewers and such. And so... Very few people that I don't know personally have read it, so I haven't gotten a lot of feedback, so I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, dude, yo, shit, you know what? (laughs) I wasn't even aware that this is just dropping Tuesday, so having that scoop, I'm honored to tell you this is a wonderful project, yo. I mean, if you are a lover of Western and sci-fi and all that good shit in between, you know, great dialogue, you care about the cat. You know, you job well done, bro. You know, <laughs> just you, talk man. to me. Talk to me about the whole inspiration about this fantastic book. Yeah, man, absolutely. So this is a little bit of a journey. So the the story came about from a random band name generator. You know, you go online, you just say, <laughs> come up with a band name, and it spit out uh, Twilight Custard and the Busted Deadly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah man and so the band i was in at the time we wrote a song called twilight custard and the busted deadly i don't even remember what it's about now it had nothing to do with the story whatsoever um and i just couldn't get the title out of my head i just loved it so i kind of like reverse engineered what it would be about uh and it ended up being my first movie script that i ever wrote was was this twilight custard which is basically the story of the comic a little bit different uh and then i decided to because i i thought it would do really well in the visual medium you know of graphic novels so i just kind of transferred it from movie script to comic book script, which is, I've learned quite a bit different. Um, that way the artist knows, you know, panel by panel, exactly what I want them to draw and what I want to go where. And so, um, yeah, so it, it started a song, then a movie script, and now this book that I finally get a hold in my hand. Which oh, is oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Let me move that and oh, put oh, that oh. baby back on screen. Yeah. Look at that, yo. Ooh, <laughs> look at that gorgeous book. Let me see the spine, too. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, she's not a slim one. Look at that. Yeah, hey, yeah, bro. Sick. Gorgeous book. Sick. Exactly. Yo, look. Love it. Love it. How many pages is that bad boy? Um, With the extras, it's like 136, I think. Oh, man. Look yeah. at that. Yo, available Tuesday, folks. Yes. Again, it's a, it's a, so give us a little synopsis. Tease to the folks that are are watching a, a little yeah. tease of what it is absolutely man so it's it's basically kind of like a, a buddy script about a cowboy and a robot you know um but the the overarching story is a spaceship crashes across the border of uh texas and mexico uh in the late 1800s when they're kind of battling over land and, and all that kind of stuff and so the armies are kind of scrambling to get the the ship and the pieces and figure out what the hell's going on and this cowboy happens across the android pilot and kind of agrees to get it back to its ship and that's essentially the the story. And a mission indeed, pretty deep, you know, as you dig that, that, that relationship, it's funny, you know. I mean, but it also is an intrusive. You put a lot of things in there because this robot, I mean, for me, and, and the way it's like, wow, you're kind of really trying to take over somebody's life but because he's very intrusive. Right, yeah. How, how did you deal with that? I mean, with that, how did you figure out that's this type of technology, if you will? 
That was the fun part, man. Like, my favorite characters in anything are, uh, like, androids and AI characters. So I loved having that in the, in the first book that I wrote. And I like the kind of the difference between someone from the 1800s and someone who comes from, like, a super advanced um, technology and who, who knows, like, kind of the secrets of time and space and, and all that stuff, life and death and stuff. So I, I loved kind of writing the dialogue and the banter between those two a lot. And that's why I like just, like, you know, like a kind of grounded character story. Were there any particular writers that inspired you behind this? Because, again, the sci-fi behind it is pretty dope. And like you said, like that robot, it, it feels pretty well. So the I always knew, though, that I wanted the design to be kind of a, a tribute to, like, a miniature version of the Iron Giant because I always really loved the uh, Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of see the, yeah, the, the inspiration from that. And, you know, the story uh, – I, I read a lot of, um, I don't know if you've heard of the underground or the underwater welder by uh, Jeff Lemire. No. Um, that's a real kind of character study where he's like kind of, he's having a baby and he's dealing with the death of his father and he's like, he's this under, underwater welder. And so it's a lot of just introspection and kind of like seeing ghosts and stuff. It's a really cool story, but I kind of like, it's also black and white hand drawn like this is too. So I, I got a lot of inspiration cool. from that. Yeah. Jeff Lemire is like one of my favorite uh, writers. Yeah, and is that black and white intentional? Did you want the story to? Because again, I'm a huge fan of black and white. I mean, I grew up on the Conan, you know, magazines, black and white. So to see it that way as well was also something that I, I, I truly love to see. So yeah. is that on purpose? So it's kind of both. So I mean, originally when I wasn't sure what I was going to make into a novel, I, I knew I probably had to do black and white because of it's just much more cost effective. You got to pay a colorist to come in and do a lot of that stuff, but. For this story, I really liked the the black and white, and then those little bits of blue when the android when the android yeah. using his powers, his hologram powers. I really thought that was really powerful and a big contrast when you're flipping through the pages, and all of a sudden there's a big spot of blue, and you're like, okay, this is going to be different. And white so was blue. I just always envisioned it blue, man. Like, yeah, when I was when I was thinking of the story, <laughs> I do this weird thing when I when I try to write a scene that I can't visualize. I like put a blindfold over my face so I can't see anything. And I'm, like, really trying to imagine what it looks like before I write it down. And so, like, to me, it's always been these, like, blue flashing big lights and, and holograms and stuff. So That's, that's the secret. I'm looking at your window. I see a, a blue light. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to watch it back, brother. So I can't believe the book dropped Tuesday. So talk about that publishing journey. I mean, how, how long did it get, take you to put this together? How did you find the artist to work alongside? Yeah, man. Um, so I found the artist on Reddit actually, and I, I do Reddit. A, yeah, I do a um, a web series called Dangerous Enemies too, and we I, everybody that I found so far has been on Reddit, just in those communities and and Dope. putting out. So it's it's been great. Um, as far as like the actual like releasing and publishing of it, it's it's been I'm doing it 100 percent myself. One out of necessity because no one knows who I am. No one's going to be like, yeah, I'll publish this book for you. But also because I'm like really excited to like get into the community, go to the cons, like really meet people face to face, go to the different comic shops and talk to them about, you know, putting it on the shelves and really just kind of like digging in and trying to like make some name for myself in comics so then I can hopefully in the future do another project that I don't have to a hundred percent do everything myself, you know. No, nah, it's coming, man, because you are, you know, extremely talented. Again, the writing on this book is fantastic. And again, you found an amazing partner in your artist. Oh yeah, so, William is know, incredible. I was so lucky yeah. to find him, man. So from beginning to end, how long was the process to create the book, you know, and the story, and get, you know, and put this bad boy together? Yeah, so I started with a different artist originally, and it didn't work out for a few different reasons. Um, so I moved on and found a different 
artists that I thought worked better. I really like the hand-drawn stuff, and, and um, I think it worked really well for this book. And honestly, that's it difficult does. to find these days. A lot of people are doing digital on iPad and stuff, which has its own merits. Like the Dangerous Enemy series um, is digital, and I think that looks great, and the colors are really beautiful and stuff. But um, this just really worked out the way that I wanted it to. And I found this guy. He's from Indonesia. His name's William Moyo. And uh, we've actually never even done what you and I are doing. We've never talked on the phone or done any video. It's all done through email and stuff. And this whole time, it took about 10 months to get all that artwork back. And the whole time I was like, please don't drop off the face of the earth halfway through this book. Because I was just kind of paying him for the part that he did. Yeah, and so just – and thank God, you know, he's just been – Fantastic! A professional. Thank yeah, you dude. for creating a great book. Wow. Oh, he's so so talented. He's a, he's a young kid too, so like he, I'm I'm really excited to see what else he does. Oh man, well he's welcome to come here too, so we could talk about that type of journey. Because again, you yeah. know, so how did you feel about that? So you know, talk about that as a creator. I mean, here you mm-hmm. are. You find this random person from another country. I mean, here you are, afraid of taking your money. But did you feel confident? <laughs> how does that work through Reddit? I mean, is there recommendations or anything that you could rely on? To, to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, or is it just hope? <laughs> There's a lot of hope, you know. Some of it was, <laughs> some of it was just like looking at some of his social media, making sure he's a real person that has like okay. a real identity. <laughs> uh, looking at some of his previous artwork and stuff like that, and just kind of testing things out, you know, uh, going through some character design and a couple of test pages, okay. and making sure that process. And is all smooth. via email with nothing like this. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I'd Amazing. love to have a chat with him sometime, like actually, like like we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, drink together, and like, yeah, let's share some images and some words together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it, it is weird. It just feels like like I don't really know, but we worked together for almost a year on this thing. <laughs> wow! Amazing. I mean, uh, that, that's a total, you know, opposite to how you work with the music folks, right? I yeah. mean, being there in person and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Exactly. Same with film too. Just like a huge group of people that you have to have around you doing all sorts of things. As a creator, you think that this, how, how has COVID affected you? Has it has it been a, a negative thing? Do you think it slowed you down, or has it allowed you to hunker down and be a little bit more creative? Man, <laughs> that's a tough one. It's it's kind of both, you know, because like sometimes I let I get in my head with about everything that's going on, and I just can't find the motivation to be creative because I'm just like you know bummed out or anxious about the way the world is, you know, but. Um, honestly, because I was moving more towards a film direction before COVID, um, which I really am still excited to do more film work eventually when I'm yes. able to like be in a room with a bunch of people. But, um, uh, if it weren't for COVID, like a lot of this comic journey started because I was stuck at home. I was like, what can I do creatively? And it's like, if I write something, I just find one person to do the artwork. That's something that I can do. that's pretty minimal that I don't have to leave the house for. And so honestly, without COVID, maybe this book wouldn't exist. I don't know. Oh, well, too, oh, see that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, people want to down the COVID, but sometimes and a, a lot of creators actually found the time to hunker down, do something else, you know, and, and, and find the zone where they're not just focusing on what's happening out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and again, and your story is a perfect example of that because you're not focusing on anything news-related. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, yo, we need we, – this is the type of content I'm talking about. Like, yeah, you escapism. Know, just, yeah, true, true escapism. Again, yeah. sometimes comics don't feel like escapism anymore, you know, specifically from the big two, you know, and there's a lot of other comics that do that. And, I mean, that's good for them. I'm not saying it's the wrong thing, you know. Yeah. It, it's a good thing, you know, to send them. But sometimes 
We need this fun book. This will take us into. Come on, man. Here we go into the old wild west with fucking robots and spaceships and sci-fi. I mean, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, you can it. get farther away from this shit, you know. Yeah, you know, yo, bro, for real. And it's just that the connection of the characters. You actually feel for the characters. They've done a, a great job. But I could see this in, in any film format. Yeah, I, I would love to. Like I said, it started as a script. My dream of dreams would be to sell this to some kind of streamer and see it be a Netflix movie or something. So hey. one day, knock on wood, man, you know. <laughs> All right, let me ask the top question here then. So you're saying you want this to be a film. Who, if you have a choice, living or dead, Yeah. cast as the lead? Ooh, living or dead, that's good, man. Um, yeah. I, you know, funny enough, I would love to see, like, someone like Michael Fassbender be in Twilight Custard or oh. even, like, uh, I could see Jake Gyllenhaal do it, too, honestly. <laughs> oh, true, true. Nice. Yeah. And, and who would you want to voice the robot? That's a really good question, too. I'm, I haven't really thought of the actual voice of whether it be male or female. Have you ever seen the movie Her? With, uh, yes, yes. I, I love that. Again, I love AI stuff, but that was such a perfect, like, I, yeah. I think they filmed with someone else completely and then they rehired Scarlett yeah. Johansson to place over that, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if it'd be like an actual person's voice or if it'd be more something more robotic. Um, mm. One of the ideas I had for the movie script that didn't make it into the, the novel, um, mainly because of like IP stuff, but since the robot has kind of this like all-knowing, he's like kind of tapped into everything on Earth, you know, yeah. future and present. Yeah, that's the rebirth on, 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 yeah, exactly. on acid. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking like he could like just like, throw in these different sort of, like, sayings and stuff from all sorts of the different times, like, uh, pulling them from all sorts of, you know, years and stuff, and Twilight wouldn't know what the hell he's talking about when he's, you know, quoting right. Bart Simpson or something like that. Right, don't have a cow, man. What the, what the hell are you talking about? There's <laughs> exactly. no cow here. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun, man. appreciate that. So, I, uh, I would like to leave people with their flowers. I just want to say thank you for being bold and brave, brother, you know, and, and sharing your journey. I can't really wait to see what else you do. I mean, outside of fear of flying, do you have another film idea in the works? I have a bunch of stuff, man. Um, I have another book idea that I'm working on first. To go oh, another novel. book idea. But, hey! Uh, <laughs> yeah. is, is it a sequel? Is it tied in or something completely different? Something completely, completely different, but I've got a, got a good idea for that that's kind of churning in my head. It's kind of more of a manga style. Ooh! Um, so we'll see. Um, that's going to be a little ways down the line because, again, I it's a it's a very long and expensive project to do all this stuff by yourself, you know, so one step at a time. But, yeah, I'd love to get more into film. I want to try to – I just moved to Denver, so I want to kind of get into the community and see who's making film and what I can There's do to help. There's stuff going stuff. on in Denver, man. There's a yeah. lot of good stuff going on in Denver. Keep yeah. connected with me because I know if I find out anything, I'll send it your way. Um, I also have a lot of people in film you could probably get connected to. My boy Lance from Warehouse 9, like, he's a film director. He doesn't use digital. He uses, you know, Oh, that's films. awesome, man. That's really yeah, He awesome. goes old school. I mean, he loves it. He goes, don't call yourself a film director if you're going digital. That's digital. That's, <laughs> that's digital incredible. movie creation. <laughs> where is he, uh, where is he based out of? Uh, he, oh, man, he, he's, he's in Colorado too. I think, oh, wow. Actually. That's amazing. Yeah, film is is incredible. I, you know, I have no uh, experience in it, but I love watching, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson. I'll, I'll connect you guys, film. man. I'll connect you guys because I, I, I think you would love to talk to him. He's very talented. Maybe, who knows? I mean, with this type of stuff you go, got done, he's done a Western film. So that's what I'm saying. You never yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Hey, yeah, man. The web, the web keeps growing. That's yeah. true. It's all about connections, man. So many artists think that they're in competition with people, but it's all about collaboration, man. That's it always is. been my experience. 
It is. I hate when people think, oh, it's a comp. No, it's not a competition. I, I never compete. Like, you want to collaborate? We could do so many things together and grow yeah. together. Especially now a- with the internet, like, there's no, there's no limit, you know? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, brother. Absolutely <laughs> agree. So, do you have any advice? Because, yeah, you're young in the game, bro, but you got a movie in, you got a book in, you got plans. I mean, <laughs> what type of advice do you have for anybody that's also trying to step into the game? Yeah, I, I got to say, uh, I would say start small for sure. Work your way up. Like, don't start with a novel, don't start with a feature length film. Um, you know, write a short first, film a short first, write a little four to six to eight page thing, find an artist to collaborate if you can't draw like myself, uh, and just kind of piece it together, make the connections, build a community of it first and foremost, uh, and then just always practice. You know, I have to tell myself to sit down and write every day, and it definitely doesn't happen every day, but just like to have that goal and to like make sure that you're like always working on your craft is definitely the most important thing. Produce a million things so when the time comes and someone's like, hey, what do you got to show me that you have? things to show basically and my very last question yes uh, normally i don't ask this i, I gotta remember to always ask this but <laughs> when you get into your creative space mm-hmm. is there anything that you do particularly or listen to to get into the zone man no i can't listen to anything because that'll throw me off for sure um so, so it's usually just me kind of sitting down in a, in a quiet room. Uh, and if I need to, like, if something's not happening or not churning right, I'll go take a walk or something. Okay. Um, but what I like to do first, and not everybody works this way, but I like to outline the hell out of something. So then I put the work in. I'm doing all the creative stuff of, like, what happens in this scene, this scene, and this scene. And so that way when I'm actually, like, writing, sitting down at the keyboard, I just look at my outline. Okay, this is what I'm working on today. And whether it's good or bad, I'm plugging in. I'm I'm entering the information of that scene and I can always go back and rewrite, but I know exactly I can just keep working top to bottom, you know, so that, that helps me to just be organized and have gotcha. it all planned out. Gotcha, man. I'm the complete opposite, man. The more noise, <laughs> the more noise coming into my ears, the better, yeah. the, the more zoned I get. Yeah. I wish I, yeah, I can't do it, man. Even I tried, you know, music without lyrics and stuff and thought that would do it, but it just, it can't. Okay, no, that's what I kind of do is instrumentals. The, the, yeah. the lo-fi to music. Oh for man. Sure. Works so good for me. Check out Low Fight to Hip Hop. Yeah, it might work it for you. Sure. Why not? Check that out. It, it may get you in the zone. It's really chill and just you put that in the low vibe as you're going. I mean, if you're a chill person, I think you, your rhythm may go with it. You'll be like typing and swaying without without realizing. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not <a good> <laughs> Awesome. Nah, man, you're an awesome guest, but you're a very creative person, man. And so you said the book drops this Tuesday, right? Yes, sir, twilightcustard.com. Epa, so, so when anybody wants to do this, where they got to go to order that bad boy? Yep, I'm going to work on after the release to get it into shops. Like, it's already in two shops here in Denver, and I'm just going to call around to different cities and do that. But right now, twilightcustard.com is the way to get it. Look, at he's he's a hustler. He's going to do this <laughs> old school style and hustle. You know, this is not available no, through no diamond or lunar. You know, he's going to have it in local shops, but you got to go. to This is real indie, folks, real indie. I love it. So what's the cost of this book? Right now, we got it at 20 bucks. 20 bucks, excellent. How many pages you say? 136. Oh, shit, yo, look at that. <laughs> For 20 bucks, more than fair, yo. Because, again, folks, you don't understand. It's beautiful artwork, independent. This could be something big, especially for you, you folks on the on the alternate investment market. Let me not use the <laughs> S word that gets them so mad. Um, uh, uh, but this is a great book. I, I'm very happy for you. I, I can't wait, folks. It's right there, twilightcluster.com. 
you know, it is also in the links. Please hit that link. Support amazing independent projects by folks like this because this is the future of comics. <laughs> Man, I cannot thank you enough. You have been great, and thank you for all the all the kind words and letting me come on here and talk about the book. I really appreciate it. No, no, no. Thank you for creating this fantastic book because, again, you are after my heart here. Again, Western and sci-fi, I, I totally dug it. And, I again, you, again, I wish my wife would come into the room. She could attest, like, yeah, he did not step away from the computer. He was like this, just... I love to hear it. Yeah, man. So good stuff. I can't wait till people check this book out. Amazing stuff by, by Josh Wilson, Twilight Custard. Again, let me, let me share that one last time before we go, folks. TwilightCustard.com. Yeah, use name generators. You got some cool names like that. I really wanted to know. So I'm so happy you told me it was some random... Nate, that, that's oh, yeah. I, I love that. when ideas come out of absolutely nowhere and just kind of pick yeah. them apart and expand uh, it. Yeah. Let me see what happens here. Hey, yeah. <laughs> like Omega came out of the, the rock band. One day somebody told me, asked me what's my, what's my name. I didn't want to give him my real name. I said, I love Megatron. My name is Alex. You know, that's Omega. People that's started awesome. dubbing. Oh, I love it. I said, oh, it's a rock band birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that worked out great. <laughs> and, and, and if you want, I uh, wish that was still a, a viable game to challenge folks. I, I still kick some ass on that. That's awesome. All right. Anyway, brother, thank you again for joining me. Much love, people. Make sure to check out the website. Order this book drops this Tuesday. All right. Yeah. Show love to independent creators. And with that, I'm out, Mega, and I'm out. Hasta la próxima, kiddos. Later. Thank you for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 